What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I am your host, CEO Hayes, aka just Hayes, whatever you want to call me. We are back for another week um, to discuss our Chicago Bulls. And so this week, uh, we're just it's not gonna be an extremely long show this week. Uh, we just got a few things to talk about. Um, first, first on the agenda for this week's podcast, we uh so we gotta talk about the not I don't want to call it hate right I don't want to call it hate I don't think anyone is setting out to hate on the Chicago Bulls so that's why I'm hesitating on using the word hate per se um but I really do think that the underestimating of the Chicago Bulls going into the season is ridiculous right it's you you had you had someone is like Nick Friedel I think it was on the jump and saying that the Bulls would be lucky to make a play-in game and then you know, some things like I think the predictions came out and uh, the Bulls are like expected to win like 37 games. Now, Bleacher Report, I will have uh, I do want to point out Bleacher Report when they did their um, season record predictor. They actually had the Bulls set, I think, for 47 wins, which is a nice jump over last season. And then considering on the top of that, that they'll be playing 10 more games than what they played last season. That was more more reasonable, right? And shout out to Bleach Report. Bleach Report has actually been one of those sites that have not slept on the Bulls as much as a lot of other national publications. ESPN, most of their analysts have just, like I said, I don't want to call it hate because I think when, when I use the word hate, I mean like a specific targeted thing to tear down someone or something. And I don't think that it's that. I just really think that, look, they're looking at the pieces that the Chicago Bulls put together. They're not thinking or seeing that they're going to fit as well. Um, and you know, th- that's, that's what I kind of want to start talking, ab- talking about this is, is that, you know, what are the realistic, what, what, what is going to happen with the bulls? Are they going to be able to put it together? I know I talked about a little bit on, on last week's show and, you know, DeMar DeRozan's comments specifically where he talked about, you know, he doesn't want to hear anything about fit because it's about sacrificing for one another and all that a gr- great statement coming from a veteran and something that you want to hear. But, you know, when it comes to the national media and them really not seeing um and and doubting the bulls and the success they're gonna have uh this season you know you know i have to be fair you can kind of get it zach levine is a as one up until this point is one of those superstars who is a superstar by stats and you know by name and the fact that he's the best player on a franchise but he's never really won anything ever um and so i kind of understand that now you know zach's coming off an olympic run which he contributed to a gold medal winning team and in a four-game stretch there he looked amazing and not like he didn't do anything crazy or have any crazy out of the word numbers because he didn't. Like, we just have to be realistic and honest with what he was able to do, even as fans of his. And But he played and looked great and he contributed to defense. And he seems like a player that, you know, is really engaged and he's always had that chip on his shoulder. And, you know, I, I understand that. DeMar DeRozan, he's always been, well, lately, like, where does he fit in today's NBA? Now, he changed his game a lot last season. Um, but okay, you can kind of understand that. View check, another player, puts up great numbers, has never really won anything. Lonzo Ball, another player, uh, who, you know, came into the league uh with high expectation, didn't really hit that early on. He seems like he's starting to put things together as of last season. All right, so now you look at everything, uh, plus Caruso, plus the fact that the Bulls traded away a lot of first picks, and I understand while like NBA executives are down also on the Bulls moves and saying that they had one of the worst off seasons. And, you know, you, when you start trying to look at it objectively and at these things individually and take, taking my personal fandom of the Chicago Bulls 
out of the equation, I can understand why there's some doubt. But on top of that, to think that a team is only going to win a few more games considering everything that we just named. They're coming into the season with two more All-Stars than what they came into the season with last year. Now, we know they traded for Vucek at the trade deadline, but he, this is his first full offseason with the Bulls in time to, you know, for them to figure it out and build some chemistry. Zach Levine was out very shortly after uh, we got Vujicic, so like they didn't really have time to build chemistry. And I know, you know, some Bulls fans are saying 50. I, I think 50 wins is a possibility if everything comes together. But I think that, you know, we have to be honest with it may take some time. It may we may hit a couple of bumps in the road. And, you know, looking at the Bulls early schedule, they have a pretty favorable schedule. So maybe they're able to build some chemistry. They also have a great towards the end of the schedule, uh, towards the end of the season, they finished Five out of the six of the last games are at home. So if you're looking at a time where they're like jockeying for position or wherever else, hopefully that swings some momentum their way as well. But like looking at everything, I, I just don't understand how so many people are getting like are feeling like the Bulls are only going to have a minuscule jump up from last season. Like we are coming into this with three all stars, like I said, who have an offseason to try to build chemistry together. Um, we also have a rising um star and Patrick Williams and somebody who really does um seem to, who's who's going to be a big contributor uh to this team and is ready to take on a big role if needed now he he shouldn't have to considering the other the, the team that we have around him is that you know Patrick Williams is really going to be one of those players and I talked about it a little bit last week as well is going to really be one of those players who is able to kind of hopefully pick his spots but like contribute without having to dominate the ball and pro hopefully feast off the fact that a lot of these teams are going to have to game plan for Levine, Vujacek, DeRozan, and probably even Ball before him because the ball, Lonzo Ball is going to have the ball so much and really be running this offense is that Patrick Williams really has an opportunity to come in and um and hopefully surprise some people. But, you know, the, the hate going on, again, don't want to call it hate. I don't know, like, it's natural to go right to hate, right? Um, But the national media's, um, like, just reaction to the Bulls and what their expectations are, I, I just don't see. I don't I don't understand. But, you know, I'm hoping that this gives a team that has already a bunch of players with chips on their shoulders even more fuel to come out and prove things wrong. And, you know, um, DeMar DeRozan came out, uh, I think it was just yesterday as of this recording, and said that, you know, Vujicic and Levine were recruiting him to the Chicago Bulls. And so... You know, I I know people are starting to worry um, and there's been very, very small. I won't say that it's a lot, but in the Bulls community, is Zach actually going to stay? Are these moves to prepare for if Zach's leaving, you know, especially with DeMar DeRozan and how it doesn't quite seem like he, him and Zach are going to fit. And, you know, by every stretch that we've actually been released and not just speculation, Levine's been consulted on these moves. Um, now we know that Levine actually recruited um, DeMar DeRozan. And, you know, Levine has talked about it's about respect with his next deal. And I also think it's about respect by the team that they put around him. The fact that they're giving him a chance, you know, who knows if this is going to work. We can hit an injury bug. The team could not quite gel the way that we expect. Who ultimately knows what that our record is going to be and how good of a team we're going to be um, going into this season. But I think Really, when you look at like they have given this team so much opportunity and put us in a great space um, to where we can hopefully do a lot now. You know, the, the NBA records being um, not the record, the NBA schedule has been released. And so one of the things um, outside of just, you know, the doubt from the national media is that the lack of national televised games. I think we have one TNT game. And even then, it's not a home game. So the TNT Bulls will not be returning because TNT Bulls, that stretches specifically home games. Um, and also just 
you know, shut out of Christmas games, shut out of opening night games. Um, and it, like I said, I hope this is all fuel. And I, I really do think that the Bulls have the have the potential to be one of those teams where, you know, maybe they call an audible on some of the on some of the uh, nationally televised games and put the Bulls in if they do start winning and they have the success that some of us think that they may be able to have. You know, I think that, you know, let's not worry about the national games right now. And, you know, when you look at the Bulls, we haven't been in the playoffs for five years. Um, And even then, when we did make the playoffs, we were a 500 team. Um, We haven't had a winning record in in that same amount of time, if not longer. Um, And the Bulls are really, um, I understand the fact of wanting to prove it like because on paper is one thing um but to prove that the that this team is finally out of this dark stage that we've been in as a franchise where we haven't been winning um so yeah it it sucks it sucks to to not uh get the nationally um televised game so that you know because the bulls and that's one thing that i don't understand is like i i get it i know that the bulls haven't always won but the bulls are a huge market we have an international fan base because of the dynasty uh era and you know there are bulls fans all across the world just because of that they grew up bulls fans and they've held on to that fandom i mean just look at the the bulls podcast community we have bulls podcasters from australia from england we have and they're all huge chicago bulls fans and, and it's because of the dynasty and what they were able to do at that time it's like us not having the nationally televised games it was like a kick in the stomach for me because I was so excited for that schedule to come out and see. But you know, I, I know for me, I had already planned on buying NBA TV, uh, the league pass this year, because I want to see not only because I started this podcast, but I'm just excited about this team again. And I want to see everything that this team does. I want to be there. I want to be able to see every game, not to say that I'll, ne- be, ne- that I'll necessarily be able to watch every game live, but I want that ability to have access to every game that the Bulls play. And I don't want you know, what's televised versus what not to really dictate how I'm able to support this team this year, because I'm so excited, so excited for what the Chicago Bulls uh, can be this year. And hopefully will be, hopefully will be. I have a lot of faith uh, in, in this team that's put together. I think Billy Donovan um, is a coach that, you know, he, he really does build his system based off the talent that he has on the team, rather than having a set system that he tries to make everybody fit in. And this is a team that has so many weapons uh, so many different matchup possibilities. And, you know, l- let's keep in mind, too, that a lot I know I haven't on this podcast talked a lot about Kobe White, but Kobe now being in a position to where he can play with the point guard and Lonzo Ball sometimes um, that he can play with a defensive pl- person like Caruso coming off the bench, that maybe we get to see the best version of Kobe White towards the end of the season. I know he's coming back. He's going to be coming back from an injury, and he's not going to have a full training camp. So I'm not expecting it to start uh, the season off or anything, just firing in all cylinders. But hopefully, um, if if we're, we're finally going to get to see Kobe for, you know, what Kobe's best potential may be, and that is a spark plug off the bench and a player that, you know, when he comes in the game, um, he can really score. And he's able to get his shots up and hopefully get into a rhythm and thus be a better player. And so, you know, overall, I'm really, really excited for this team, despite the national media hate, despite the lack of national televised games and no Christmas Day games. I'm still really high on this. And I don't think as a fandom, we should really allow national media to really dictate what we think, because there's a lot of p- politics going on there. And when you look at like some places that think that Detroit, for example, is going to have a better record than the Chicago Bulls. I think that's fucking ridiculous. They have been more of a shit show of a fucking uh, franchise than what we have for damn near a decade at this point. So, you know, it is what it is there. That's that's my opinion. 
Um, shout out to my my boy JB, who's a co-host on um, another podcast I do called The Film Frequency. Um, he's a huge Knicks fan, and I can't wait for the Bulls and the Knicks to play because I probably will bring him on this podcast uh, after Knicks games specifically because that's just my boy, and uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see there. Um, but uh, kind of the next few things that I want to talk to you guys about: Laurie Markkinen is still a Chicago Bull. Yes, Laurie. Markkinen is still a Chicago Bull. Who would have guessed that considering the way this offseason went, considering, you know, he's come out and flat out said, I want to go to a different franchise, and it he hasn't got the deal. He hasn't gotten the deals. He hasn't really gotten the interest. Yeah, we've gotten teams rumored to be, but nothing is really materialized. And I think I talked about this a little bit on last week's show is that, you know, it, 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 it makes sense. Like, I know we think and we like, well, the Bulls, could go out and get and trade him for a first round pick. That's going to be difficult right now because when you think about any team that has a huge interest in Larry Marketing, a to even pay what he's wanting in salary that's you know upwards of fifteen million. Um, a you can let his value drop a little bit more. Um, and possibly just wait to sign him outright next season and not give up any assets and still get him for a decent price because his value is probably going to be at a low considering he's not going to be a huge part of this Bulls rotation going forward or their plans. It seems like we could be wrong. They can absolutely play marketing. We can see a world in which marketing is even being, you know, off the bench gets a lot of minutes and maybe plays well. And then maybe we can trade them at the trade deadline. But, you know, um, you know, I, I as a, as a business, I can understand it from a business standpoint is why trade a first round pick and possibly another asset you can just wait the season and probably sign him for nothing if it's tr- if he has another season like he did last year or by god even worse um because of limited minutes and maybe not being able to really get his feet under him you can get Larry marketing probably next year for 10 million dollars and that looking at that over the course of of a three to five year contract and it being like 12 to 15 instead of around 10 to 12 you can save yourself quite a bit of money now i'm not a, a salary cap expert or anything like that i'm not a, it, like I'm I'm not the person if you want high speculation on contracts and what it relates to other players of that's not me. Um so you're not going to get that from me. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's not the type of of way that I consume the NBA content. I more react to the contract stuff. I'm I, and you know maybe that'll change after with me doing this podcast, but you know as of right now, that's just not me. I'm not a I'm not a, a that person who's going to speculate and give you a huge detailed analysis on what contracts he can possibly sign and his market value i'm not i'm not that's not me um so but i I mean it remains to be seen like what's going to happen the bulls do have a thin big man uh rotation um so it i i can see a world in which larry gets plenty of minutes unless they really are just over the larry marketing project and they're just like hey kid listen we're not really gonna play you. we're trying to build chemistry here we know you don't want to be here so unfortunately we're just not really going to you'll get some spot minutes here and there and that could very well happen um but you know it, it we'll, we'll we'll continue to see and monitor and talk about that as it as it goes forward i really do hope that um you know bulls do find a deal for larry uh, rather than seeing him walk for nothing next year and i do wish the best for larry marketing i think you know i, I larry to me still has a great skill set and i think larry is still going to have a good long NBA career he may not be the franchise player we were hoping him to be at one point but if you put him in the right situation I think Laurie marketing is really going to surprise a lot of people once he gets into a situation that's built for him to succeed rather than what he's had to deal with in his Bulls tenure let's be clear here everything 
like it, it's it's so if you want to compare it to Cristiano Felicio, right? He just didn't have the skill. He just didn't belong on the court. Uh, he didn't get the game quite well. He just wasn't good at basketball. Um, he showed some flashes of being like a a, a a defender or whatever early on, and that's why he got his contract. But Felicio just ended up not looking like a NBA player. With Laurie, it's different. Laurie has had so many different coaches since he's been here that have used him so many different ways. Um, when we talk about Boylan, like wanting him to be this this big man that floats around the outside and does catching, that's just not his game. You know, when Laurie's been the best that he's been here, it's when the offense was really focused around him. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to go to a team that's going to build the offense around him, but I think if you go to a team that's that's better set up for him and allows him to be him, that you could see Laurie flourish kind of like he did in his first two seasons. And so I'm not down on Laurie. I know that a lot of people are. I just think that it just didn't work out here, and that's fine. And we can't really – it's not just his fault why it didn't work out here. It's not. You look at the front office that we had before um, before Acme, who is our front office now, uh, Mark Eversley and uh, Karnashova. Uh, but, you know, I think that now, you know – if we had this front office when Laurie, when Laurie first came here, it may have been a completely different story. But at this point, it's time to move on for him and for us as a franchise. And that's my opinion on it. But I wish Laurie Markin the best, just like I wish Jimmy Butler the best when he left. And I'm going to follow Laurie's career. And I, I, I've said it. I hope he goes to Charlotte because I love LaMelo Ball. And so I would love to see those two. And Charlotte's already going to be one of those teams that I watch, too, like when they're on especially because i'm getting league pass and the bulls aren't on at the same time i'm going to be watching charlotte and so you know i hope laurie that's my personal pick and shit if laurie goes to dallas and teams with luca as well you goddamn right i'm watching that team every chance i get so you know we'll, we'll continue to like i said watch it i i'm i i'm not one of those people who just completely shit on laurie and think laurie's crap and he's not going to be shit like it's it's okay to say that a player didn't work out here in chicago but going forward, like he's he does have a chance to still put together a really great and solid career. And I hope he does. Um, and, you know, the thing that I want to end on is, you know, the Bulls roster has been basically made official. Um, Mario Saminovich, if I'm saying that correctly, Io have both been signed um, officially. Um, and we, we know what this team is going to look like. Um, and we know we, we have a nice mix of younger players plus veterans. We've been so long, young for so long. We've actually been the youngest team in the NBA, I think, for like two or three seasons now. And so, you know, to have a mix of veterans who these young players can learn from and a solid coach now who hopefully can develop them. I really am excited about this Bulls season overall. I um I understand some of the doubt, and it's rightfully so. I know as, as a fandom, it's easy to just think, oh, my team did this, my team did that. We're going to be great, and how dare they? But there's always a chance of it not working. Um, and, and, I, and I love that we have a front office now that we can trust to continually improve the team. Um, and that's really it. That's all I got for real. Uh, it hasn't been a lot that's come out uh, with the Chicago Bulls lately. There's a lot of speculation trades and lottery marketing. Um, you know, as more things happen, as more things come clear, I'm, I, I've been dropping the, episode, the episodes once a week, but once the news starts and once games actually start, you'll probably be getting more episodes than just weekly for me. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, we do have social media now. You can follow us at Bull Central Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, um, Bull Central Pod, pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send us a voicemail at 614-547-2039. Uh, before we go, I want, for those that are watching on YouTube, I want you to leave a comment. What do you think the Bulls record is going to be this year. I want I just how many wins do you think the Bulls are going to get this year? I, I just interested in hearing the fandoms 
uh, thoughts on what the Bulls are going to do this year. So leave that. I'll read some of those comments uh, to start off the next video, which I will be dropping an extra video this week. It won't just be this one episode this week. So be on the lookout for that toward later in the week. But this has been Chicago Bulls Central. I'm Hayes. You can follow me at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. That's CEO Hayes. Thank you, Bulls fans. Let's gear up. Get ready for the season. Preseason is right around the corner, about um, about five weeks away before the preseason starts. Can't wait to see what this Bulls team looks like. Uh, but that's it. I love each and every one of you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.